Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Vandal Scoreboard Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Kellogg, and I'll be joined this week once again by RX Sports Editor Chris Dermer. We'll take a look at Idaho soccer heading into a four-game homestand and Idaho football and volleyball starting off their non-conference schedule. In the second half of our show, we'll also take a look at the college football rankings, and Chris will give a heartfelt rant about the NFL and his favorite team for our Mike Leach Awards. Thank you all for listening, and as always, go Vandals. Here we go. We're on, Chris. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Vandal Scoreboard Podcast. Zach Kellogg joined with our sports editor, Chris Dermer. Yes, and yes. Um, you know what? It's a rainy Thursday Thursday yeah. morning here, so let's just jump right into it. Let's get this thing busted out and talk some Vandal sports along with everything let's else. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, so first part, as always, we'll talk Vandal sports mostly. And, of course, big week. It's finally game week for Idaho football as they head on uh, the road to a happy valley to play, face Penn State. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. On a scale of, of 1 to 10 or 1 to 100, uh, how how much of a chance do you think we have a win? We have to win this game. 100 being like, oh, yeah, we're going to win this. And one being, oh, we're going to get crushed. Because um, I'm saying like a negative four. <laughs> negative four. Wow. I mean, like, I'm, I'm trying to be somewhat on the optimistic side here. So I'd say like 30. 30? 30. You know, it's still an F. You know, 30 is <laughs> still an F. But, like, <laughs> you have an opportunity. Yeah. I, I feel like we'll get good experience out of it. But Yeah. That that'll be about it. Um, really nothing more. So I'm predicting we'll lose by forty. Thir- uh, thirty-eight. You know, I think it's gonna be a lot like the Florida game. I don't think I mean the Florida game wasn't absurdly out of hand last year. And I think them jumping into Penn State this year, they're just excited to be there really. Oh know? no, I'd be excited so, to play there too. And having that level of competition this early on in the season may just help the vandals especially with the these four weeks in general you have three out of four teams are you know pretty pretty good teams you got wyoming who are playing really well for the mountain west had a yeah pretty good season last year mm-hmm. obviously you have eastern week four and that's enough to say right there that's I mean, gonna be a that's gonna be, that's gonna be the ultimate test right yeah. there especially at fcs level that, and then that, you know penn state this week so it's gonna be a it's going to be an interesting time for Vandal football these next four weeks, but I don't think we should really think too heavily about the outcomes. Yeah, interesting is a great way to point that because it really is just kind of seeing where we're at. And I think we're in a good spot better than we were last year. Yeah, Just because I think we have better talent this year and mm-hmm. everyone's just kind of being a little bit more cohesive into the system. All right, so if you had to pick two players, one offensively and one defensively, two players that are going to pop in these first – uh, that you think can have like a a pop game almost in this Penn State game, just have pretty solid numbers Ooh. and kind of get that start getting their ball rolling as some name recognition here on campus. Who do you think that'll be? Um, let's see. I mean, on the offensive side, I want I, I'm saying this just because I want to see this happen. I want to see Nick Romano go off the uh, the freshman running back from Rocky Mountain. Um, watching him during the mock game, this guy is an animal. You know, bulldozing he, he players. He's jacked. He's yeah, totally he's jacked. jacked. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I would love to see Nick Romano play really well. And then on the other side, I'd love to just see, you know, the Ellis jeans back again with Noah Ellis just plowing through Penn State's O-line and getting to Sean Clifford. That would be a sight to see. 
what if Noah Ellis gets like two or three sacks in this game? Well, would that just be like that'd that? Be, that'd just be amazing. Like, if yeah. he does that, that'll be like, oh my god! Like the this fact kid. If we get if we just get two or three sacks in the game. If we get two. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, a really good point. If we get two or three sacks, it'll yeah. be a, like okay, all right. Yeah, we can, that's. I mean, if we can, you know, get through the Penn State O line, we can for sure get through Central Washington's O line next week. Oh, I I'm not too worried about the Central Wat because that's gonna be a lot like the Western New Mexico or. Western New Mexico, right? That's who we played last. No. Um, who was that? The bull, like, uh, who was that? Man, I can't remember. All right, I'm gonna look this up real quick. Go ahead. But okay, so. I mean, either way, like, I mean, I don't think we should just fully sweep such a Washington under the rug. No, no, no. You can never um, do that, especially because when that happens, that's when you get upset. That's when you get upset. So. All right, let's see here. 2018. Yeah, it was New Mexico. Yeah, right, it was New that Mexico. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. It didn't sound right when I said it, but, yeah, that was 56 to 10. Oh, let's see. We lost to Fresno. That was bad. And I Florida. Mean, we lost by 53. Oh. No, it for didn't some feel reason, as, It didn't I feel felt, as bad. Yeah, as it didn't the feel one. as bad. Because, oh. granted, they were number eight in the country. I didn't yeah. believe at that time. But, you know. Eh. Well, we'll see. You know. Yeah. What's, what's, can, what's the over under you have on this on points? You know, do you think I say how about uh, fourteen under or over? 14 oh, for points? us, yeah, I say under. I predicted thirteen when we were kind of talking about it off air. I would say thirteen. That's kind of where I'm sitting at right now. Like we'll get a touchdown late in the game. Cade Coffey will keep kicking a couple field yeah. goals, probably in the one in the first, one in the third. You know, just just a little something, just to give us a little bit of life. But I'll say I'll say sixteen. Sixteen. You're gonna go over. Sixteen. Yeah, I, I could see that, yeah. It's going to be... 16 to 21. 16 to 21? I don't think we'll get... No, no, no. I mean, like, our, oh. <laughs> our points. That would be hilarious if the score is actually that close. No, no. no I yeah. think we can get 16 to 21 points. Yeah, I, I don't even see us getting 21 points. Three touchdowns? Ah, maybe if they put their third stringers in and we just still have our starters. Maybe, maybe yeah. We can, Jeff Cotton will break one out, or Cheryl Haywood can make a great catch. Oh, Romano will break off a big run, like... But for okay, so now defensively, we had Nick Romano. I, I'm I'm w- I'm all with you on Nick Romano. Yeah. I've been watching this kid more. We have a deep running gra- running back group. Oh, for sure. And I think Dylan Thigpen. He's been here for a while, but I think he'll kind of come alive a little bit. And I think he'll have two to three like hundred yard games. Like he'll be a solid runner for a, f- a few times. Mm-hmm. He'll be like, all right, m- maybe this is our guy. But then Nick Romano's gonna come back and kind of take that over. Defensively. Whether it's a returning veteran, a transfer student, or a freshman, who do you think it is? Because I, I know you said Noah Ellis. I did. Anyone else that you're kind of looking at? Because we um, talk a lot of Noah Ellis because we're kind of hyped. Oh, we do. Because oh, yeah. Mississippi State just, guy coming here, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I think, <clears throat> I think if anything, I would say uh, Trey Walker. Mm. Um, the guy's been balling out during spring and fall camp. Uh, from what, what I've seen, just showing so much progression there for the linebacking unit. Uh, he just he's always by the ball and he's always getting tackles. So I think Trey Walker can also uh, have have a great game and who knows be the I'm not gonna say be the next Caden, but you know <laughs> he he can get around there. You know. Yeah, I I think Escalante, the new yeah. corner that yeah. came in, I think he is a surefire hit. Like I'm pretty high on this kid, kid, and he's like older than me. 
I don't know. I co- you cover these teams long enough. I'm just like, eh. I feel like an old man already. Anyway, I feel like with him, I feel like um, he is going to be one of those guys that really breaks out this year. And yeah, yeah. Satchel Escalante, um, Juco transfer going to, coming into first junior year. I think he'll be a pretty dang good player. I don't know if he'll be as good as Lloyd because Lloyd Hightower is going to freaking kill it. Same with Cedric Thomas, I think. So Thomas is the uh, um, the Michigan transfer, right? Or not? No, no, no. It's the Devonte Ginwright. Devonte Ginwright is. Yeah. That's what I was thinking of. Devonte Ginwright, but also Cedric Thomas. He'll be pretty dang solid, I think. But Devonte Ginwright, he'll. I think our secondary might be one of the best parts of this team. I've heard kind of mixed things about our offensive line. I think it's going to be really good, just from what I've seen at practice. Mm-hmm. But we'll just have to wait and see and see if anyone gets banged up. Um, I hear Noah Gunn might be a little getting a little bit of the injury bug, and so hopefully that hopefully can get back from that. But I mean, you have yeah. Um, I mean, we'll see. I think I think our line is going to be pretty solid this year as well. I mean, throughout. I mean, that's that's the weird thing about this year where we have so much depth at almost every position. It seems like if there is an injury bug, someone can plug right in and we'll be we'll still be okay. So, yeah, I, I think we'll be fine. I, I'm, not, I'm not stressing about it too much. Like, I mean, we have Connor Verba or Matt Fapusa is the guy I was thinking of. I think he's the one who's getting the injury bug yeah. right now. And that's kind of a big guy you don't want to lose. But, I mean, we still have Noah Johnson, Connor Verba. Um, we still have Logan up there. I mean, I, I'm not too worried about them. It's just making sure Colton and Mason are safe. Definitely. Because we're in that two-quarterback system again. Oh, definitely. Petrino yep. Here we go. hammered that home. Once we talked again. about that last week. Uh, but, you know, uh, uh I guess we'll just kind of wait and see what the Penn State game is. Like, we know it's a money grab game. Oh, we're yeah. Ma- we're making over a million dollars from this. I think $1.45 million. The most from any FCS. The, I guess the second FCS. closest is, like, around six hundred, six hundred eighty thousand. 680000 We're making, 60, like, almost over double, right? Um, yeah, that's over double. It is over yeah. double. Which is just cr- But, I mean, that's going to cover so much money. So oh, yeah. many expenses for it. It's like, that's just... I would probably uh, mm-hmm. see where we're at right now. It's like might as well just take that game. It's like it's not going to hurt your your ranking oh, no. in the regular season. It's like we're FCS, so it doesn't really do anything for you. And as long as you do sem- semi well, they'll be like, oh okay, like maybe we'll because we got votes to be in the top twenty five for FCS. So yeah, who no, knows? Maybe we, maybe we could be Appalachian State. Yeah, we can be like them and upset a powerhouse. Oh, if. We already said this, but if that happens, this campus will literally burn yeah. to the ground, and I'll be here to light the first match. Why not, Idaho? why not Idaho? Why not Idaho? You know? why, why not us? Foes will fall. That's our saying yep. this year, right? Foes will fall. Foes All will right. fall. Really? That's our saying this year? Yeah, foes will fall. I saw it. Interesting. <laughs> I, uh, my, my buddies or my roommates are, are track guys, and they brought home these cross-country posters, and it says foes will fall. And it's just kind of funny because there's nothing super intimidating about cross no. country. I mean, it's short. It gets to the point. No, yeah. I love the saying. I think it's a really good one. But, like, with football, you have, like, different kind of poses yeah. like that. With cross country, it's, like, four people running and then two people standing there just to be posers. And I'm like, I get where you guys are going with this, but I don't think it works for every sport. But I like the idea you guys are doing here. Yeah. Because yeah. I think we're getting better and better with our marketing and stuff like that. But, oh, definitely. Um. But, I mean, speaking of foes will fall, I guess we'll just transition. I mean, we'll still be in the Kibbe Dome. We got Idaho soccer Uh, starting their four-game homestand after their first weekend of play. 1-0-1, picking up the loss against BSU. 
And then going on the road and beating CSU Bakersfield with Maddie Haas, the sophomore from Lewiston, scoring the only goal in that game. Um, I'm the beat reporter for oh, yeah. for soccer, you so know I know all about the soccer. I know probably too much about that team because that's literally my life for here and inside the Vandals and play by play and all that jazz. But I mean, for this weekend, we're playing Oregon Tech, who's a CCC school, the same conference as. Uh, the College of Idaho, Rocky yeah. Mountain College. So, or it's the Collegiate Cascade Conference, I believe that's what it is. Yeah. So, not a great competition. I mean, they still have some solid players because those are mostly private schools that are in their NAIA. So, like, they're solid programs. You think we could pull off like a USA women's team and like a 13 0? No, I don't think no. we're that far yet. No. no. Okay. I, if anything, I'd say. 3-0 is the max. Ooh, that's still really good, That's though. really good. That's why I want to make sure. Especially if the Vandals have been s- struggling to score as of That's late. what I'm saying. If they get 3-0, it's like, all right, like against teams that are a bit weaker, maybe a peg below us. And not yeah. saying that they're not that – not saying that Oregon Tech isn't good, but I'm just saying in terms of the competition, like you yeah. should take advantage when you have a skill gap like that. And no I believe true. we will have a skill gap. I think experience will be the main thing that might hold us back. For sure. Um, but I'm predicting probably a 2-0 win, a 3-1 maybe. Uh, somewhere in there, I believe a one by one or two goals pr- pretty convincingly uh, by controlling it. Avery Fox, Big big Sky Defensive Player of the Week, the redshirt freshman goalie, she's been killing it, only allowed one goal against yeah. Boise State, who had the top goal scorer in the country returning and one of the best offenses. Yeah. She didn't even score, right? Did she even score? The top scorer in the nation. She did. She got, oh, she but did. it was, off, it was a, but it was only off a penalty right. kick midway okay. or early in the first half. So I mean, and even then, it was a bit of a questionable call. See, I was, I was at that game, but I showed up a little bit late. So you just saw the one. I saw the one zero, and that's the, all I saw for the rest of the game was the one zero. Yeah, so. the, I really wish it was more like the uh, game a few years ago in 2016, where it was one one, but like Idaho got that. Last second goal yeah. in the closing seconds to tie it up. It's like then you get. There were opportunities. There were opportunities late. But that's the thing. But finding the back of the yeah. net against a good boys state team who's also rebuilding their defensive mm-hmm. line. We had to take advantage and we didn't. But now, well, on Sunday we'll host our first ever SEC opponent. We'll play our first ever SEC opponent, the Mississippi State Bulldogs, who, in doing my research, isn't a great SEC team to put it lightly. Like they won like two games in conference last year. Yeah. But they did go to the NCAA tournament for soccer. They lost in the first round to Lamont, I believe. That's weird. Like you, you only win two conference games. They went. Get to the they went nine, seven, and three overall. Which wow. But I, I guess since they're in a Power Five conference, you get a that little. Makes sense. You get a little yeah. bit more leeway. Of Big, I was like, Big Sky only gets the. I mean, we had, we went six. We won six conference games last year. Eleven regular seasons. Like we lost in the second round, and we weren't even. It's like only the. Yeah, it happens. So, so you just get more leeway. Uh, they're returning their three out of their five goal scorers, top goal scorers from last season. So our defense is going to be put a bit to the test. Yeah, especially so this young squad. They could uh, have a chance to grow up, grow up quickly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's, it, it's going to be one of those games where it's um, it, it can kind of either humble the team and it's like, all right, like these guys are obviously in another league and we need to continue to grow. Or it can be like, we can hang with these guys. We can hang with really anyone in the conference. And that means – and really, if I say if they pick up a win, then Northern Colorado is their only roadblock to in the, in the big sky because Northern Colorado has been that team, whether it's volleyball or I guess Northern Arizona for volleyball, 
for football, it's like Montana yeah. and Montana State. Yeah. And then for soccer, it's Northern Colorado. Those are just women's our Women's basketball. I'd say women's basketball as well. Women's basketball, <laughs> Northern Colorado. And yeah. then men's basketball, probably Northern Colorado. Northern, Northern Colorado is the reason why, you know, the women's basketball team has not made a tournament appearance these last few years, which is not, really not disappointing. Not since and Taylor's freshman year, yep. which was five yep. years ago now. Now, Michaela and Taylor are gone. Who you knows? Maybe. See, I'm I'm still really high on Gina Mar. Like we're I guess we're just gonna talk about women's basketball here. I guess why not? Yeah. I know we we'll just jump around a little bit, but I think women's basketball will be interesting because I mean I'm a really big Gina Markson fan. Oh yeah, she Izzy Haddon. She she was crazy last season. Yeah. Coming out for her freshman year, she looked so composed. I exactly to lead that lead that team basically, mm-hmm. and like uh just just that team all around that we still have the Clinker sisters, who turns out I got some family up in Montana. Turns out they lived right next to the Clinker Sisters. Oh, wow. And so I was up there, and they're like, oh, hey, like you know the Clinker Sisters at uh, UI, right? They're like, yeah, they grew up right down the road right there. Like, oh, like wow. We, we hung out with them all the time, and I'm like, what? That's I'm like, cool. I'm like, that's a super small world. Yeah. Just happened to be in Fairfield, Montana, and just these <laughs> people were like, oh, yeah, we, we know the Clinker Sisters. We saw them play for like four years in high school. And I was like, that's wow. weird. Okay. <laughs> but, um, yeah, women's basketball, well, that's still, still a couple still, months down yeah. the road, but – We'll get there eventually. Um, but, yeah, soccer, I'm predicting another split this weekend, winning against Oregon Tech, maybe a tie or a loss against Mississippi State. Wow, a tie. That'd it, be big. That, that, that'd be big. Even a tie would be big. Not just a, not a, not a no, win, but just but a tie. But a tie would be big. But it's just something to get that momentum rolling. But we'll see. All right. Our last piece of vandal news before we'll go into break. We got – Idaho Volleyball finally kicking off their season with the Idaho Volleyball Classic yes. in Memorial Gym this weekend. Three games, two days. All right, Chris. We wrote about this in our staff predictions, but for the listeners, what is your prediction for this team? Even though I know you, you don't cover them a ton. No. But kind of what is your prediction for this team in this first weekend? Well, um, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Zach, but they have six new uh, freshmen. Yes, believe, six right? new freshmen after losing six seniors last That's, year. That's, uh, I mean – uh, it's very. It's funny that it's almost the same storyline a bit as I feel like soccer. It's it's um, so weird. These past two yeah. years, the storyline's been nearly identical. Yeah. So, I mean, I think I think they'll win two two games this weekend. Okay. And yeah. and drop one. Um, I'd say either Friday night or Saturday. I feel like it's gonna be. I don't, it's not gonna be back to back. It's gonna be either. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. But it's a, it's a young team, and this weekend's going to show how much, you know, how much they can grow in a weekend. I mean, Dave Buchanan, she has said how much of a family that this team is already feeling like, yeah, which is crazy to think, mm-hmm. which is awesome, though, because if they were already building a unit that feels so close like family, you know, imagine what this team can do for the next four years with these six, with six uh, freshmen. freshmen. And, I mean, we only so, have three upperclassmen. So yeah. Nikki Ball, one of our best players, led the – league in, in blocks last year mm-hmm. she's a redshirt sophomore she's yeah. still got this season and two more that's crazy i mean look what those seniors last year did for the program and building up the van of volleyball uh, to what they are now like it, there's a lot expected with with the program and buchanan knows that and i think these players know that and it's going to be a start to uh it's going to be a bit of a rocky season but they're still going to be competitive and i think i think this weekend's going to show it so no, yeah, I totally agree. What Sarah Sharp, Kayla Straw, Haley Matt, all those players did, yep. they 
I want to say brought the program back, but they just added another chapter yeah, to Debbie Cannon's definitely. Like really storied career. She's entering her 20th season. I don't know if she's had a losing season, honestly. No. I, I don't really feel like looking that up right now because no. we, we had production last night and we're exhausted. I mean, I don't think she's going to be mad if we say that she's never had a losing season. No, but yeah. I, I just, I just don't want to – like, I can look it up right now, but ah, I just don't it's want fine. to. You know? But, you know – um, but if, if there's ever been a consistent program since I've been here for these past four years, it's definitely been volleyball. volleyball. Yep. And I'd say volleyball and probably women's golf, who we'll get to here in a second. Women's basketball, too. Women's and women's basketball. basketball, yeah. Yeah. The men's sports have been a little bit on a rocky yep. ship. Yep. But soon enough, they'll stabilize and sail off. But totally agree. Buchanan, 20th year. She's been always able to get these new players and get them to do like she she's perfect for this program and she's perfect for the players she brings in and so i think i'm leaning on to one i don't want to say a 3-0 because i don't think because i think just these players getting their first yeah first experience games and kind of experiencing their first tournament of just kind of playing two games in one day i agree with you that they aren't going to go back-to-back losses i worst case scenario i say one and two lose friday night then lose uh, Saturday night, but they'll win th- Saturday morning or Saturday afternoon. Best case scenario, two and one. Maybe lose Friday night at, or Saturday night after playing two games in the last 24 hours. So that's my prediction, and I believe. And so there's always a um, MVP announced for the tournament, and I believe. Drum roll, please. Um, maybe Paige Rupiper might be my dark Ooh. horse pick. Paige Rupiper, the the senior outside hitter. Okay. I think she, if she is able to kind of step up, because she didn't play a ton last year because we had such great outside yeah. hitters who were some of the best programs I've ever seen, but she's still very talented. Definitely. I believe that she will be a dark horse candidate. Her, I'd say Nikki Ball maybe is just a step above her mm-hmm. since she's just so good oh, defensively. Yeah. But Buchanan said that their blocking has been a bit struggling. That's one thing they're really trying to iron out before the matches this weekend. So I say Paige Drew Piper, maybe a, a dark horse MVP candidate for this first tournament, which would be really interesting. Oh, definitely. I mean, I, I think I, I think I could definitely see her getting an MVP. Yeah. So. All right. Well, that'll kind of we'll just take a break right now. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more Vandal Sports with a new coaching hire, and then we'll take a look at the NCAA and also some NFL news before Mike Leach Awards. All right, everyone, welcome back here, Vandal Scoreboard. Quick little break right there just to give ourselves a second to breathe. But, all right, just hopping right back into it real quickly. Vandals, another Vandal Sports news that got announced yesterday on Wednesday the 28th, I believe. Yeah. Today the 29th. All the days blend together here, Zach. Every, everything blends together. It's just when's production is, is what how my mind works now. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Lisa Farron, um, L- 12-year LGPA pro is coming to coach the program after Lisa Johnson left for Nebraska after 11 years with the program. Uh, She was in Townsend University in Maryland. She was there for two years. By her third week there, by the end of her third week, they have broken, they broke every school record the program had. They won their, they won their first tournament ever and they placed third in their um, conference tournament at the end of the year. Man. That's pretty dang impressive to yep. hop into a program and, and then just, just have them just destroy instantly. everything, just instantly just make them better. And we were already we're already pretty dang good, so to get a hire like that 
and someone who and also she worked with a Hall of Fame co- coach. Can't remember the man's name. It's it's Chuck's. Uh, some can't remember it right off the top of my head. But they did video and swing analysis, and they used the same technology that we use here at U of I. So she's just gonna seamlessly slide right into working Perfect. with us and helping these players succeed. Perfect. And when we we produced Sophie Houseman last year, that was kind of Lisa Johnson's yep. like, not not her pinnacle but like just like one of the best players like she's probably gonna get on the tour here soon yeah, enough because she's just like not it. good yeah. um but yeah i say that's just a huge pickup for a program that's not appreciated enough for the talent it consistently puts out yeah i think it's a tremendous hire um for for women's golf uh they've been a very consistent program these past few years but losing sophie hausman last year it's gonna be difficult and i think having this new direction is gonna steer the ship and keep it in the right direction. No, yeah, I totally agree. I think it'll be not a rocky road, but, you know, just find – because the thing is, it's like you can help train these players, but there's always that special player that comes oh, yeah. in. And so, like, you're like the, you're going to help these players get the most – she's going to help all these players reach their peak potential, whether that's getting to the conference tournament or if it's getting to the pros and starting to play in that amateur level at the next level while still in college. I believe she can do that for a lot of players, maybe help them – like kind of up their peak potential. So I'm just really excited to see what she can do, even though we don't talk about golf nearly as much as we should. Same with like oh, yeah. tennis and cross country, which I feel like we should do more in these next coming months. Definitely for sure. All right. And so next we will transition to college football. We kind of had our first little taste of it last week Yep. with an exciting Arizona Hawaii game and a pretty dang good Florida Miami game. That yeah. was like the, the marquee one. Uh, Chris, did you happen to watch that game? Uh, I caught the last uh, few minutes of it. Uh, I'll be honest; uh, was pretty busy working. Yeah. You know? Um, uh, one second here. I'm just gonna pull up the rankings real quick. Uh, not fantasy football. What the heck, y'all? I mean, one thing I do remember from it is uh, Miami looked pretty good. Miami looked um, solid. I mean, the only th- problem is turnovers. Uh. Yeah. Quarterback could not really hold on to the football that that great. Had had a bit of case of the the butterfingers, but um I mean if anything shows it's if Florida's not as I mean I'm not saying they're tough. I mean obviously they're gonna be tough and they they pulled it out there at the end. But to have that rocky of a start is a little little bit worrisome if you're a Gator fan. No, yeah, for sure. I I'd have to agree with that. You know, just but I, I remember the commentator saying that like if Miami pulls this off. It's like, like it is like they had like every single break they had to because they kept on kind of being a little Definitely. sloppy down the stretch, which I agree with. Um, so I was thinking right now we could just kind of go through the rankings real quick because I mean we're we still have we've only had two games, two real yeah F- FBS games played so far, so the preseason rankings are still. Up. So I say we'll just kind of go through and just kind of, I guess let's start at the top and just kind of work our way down. We'll all be right. like, all right, is this person too high, too low? And kind of where do we think they'll finish when we get to someone who's a bit more controversial we don't super agree on. All right, so Clemson, number one, pretty unanimous, yeah. unanimously. I mean, I think this top four right here, Clemson, Alabama, Georgia, Georgia. Oklahoma. Yeah. I think you Ohio know, State is when you kind of are like, uh, yeah. Urban Meyer's gone now. Yeah. And it's like you're kind of like trying to figure out that quarterback situation still. LSU, I'm not – LSU hasn't been a team when they've been ranked super high. Like they'll, like I remember they were number three a couple years ago, 
but they never felt like a number three team. Definitely. They never felt like a top five team. To yeah, me. I could see them. I could see them squeaking in and having a chance to play for a playoff this year. Um, I think the biggest one that pops my eye is uh, is Michigan. Yep, no, number seven. Um, that I was, I was like, that's this is a big make or break year for Michigan, and yeah. See, I always get confused with the Harbaugh's. Is it? It's John Harbaugh. This is John. This or is John. No, this is Jim. This is Jim. Jim Harbaugh and then John, John. Harbaugh is still in Baltimore. This, I mean, yeah, okay. So Jim, this is Jim. Jim. Anyways, this is a big year for him. Uh, I mean, now that Urmeyer is gone, if it's going to come down to the Ohio State game, once again, just like it has basically, you know, every other year, it seems like Michigan has a chance to make it to the playoff or win the Big Ten. But then Urban Meyer's like, I don't think so, man, and beats Michigan. Um, so Jim Harbaugh, he needs to get a win against, you know, the dreaded Ohio State Buckeyes, especially for the rivalry, for that fan base. I mean, I don't know if he's quite on the hot seat yet, but. He's getting close because, I mean, I mean, yeah, like it's, it's been some heartbreaking seasons for mm-hmm. Michigan fans. I mean. Just that Michigan State game with the block punt yeah, return for a touchdown to lose the game in the as time expires. It's like you can't write that up. No, no like you like can't. in a tragic movie, you wouldn't even end a football movie with a sad ending that way. It's like that's like the worst way to end a football game. That's and then true. there was the game in um, the horseshoe where Jim Harbaugh didn't feel like Ohio State got that first down on fourth down. Yep. They would have won them the game. They won on the next play with Ezekiel Elliott. I believe it was Ezekiel Elliott yep. a few years ago. That was but, a few years um, ago. Shea Patterson, this is his – like he transferred from Ole Miss to oh, be yeah. here. This is his senior year. Dwayne Haskins is gone. Urban Meyer is gone. I mean, Ohio State still has some good quarterbacks. they gone through the transfer portal. But this is his year. It's like you've had a year with the system. We have the players around you. we got the defense to back you up, even though they lost Devin Bush. But it's like, this is kind of your time to prove, not just to the program, but to the NFL. Oh, definitely. I am this level player because, I mean, he's not a, he's only 6'2", 202. So he's a bit of a smaller guy, you know, a little bit taller than, than I would say, yeah. Baker. But but he's, he's not as big as, as wide. So this will be a overall, huge— Overall, the Big Ten is going to be very competitive. Oh, I love year. the Big Ten. Yeah. I love the Big Ten. It's always great football in there. Um, all right, next we have Florida eight. I'm okay with that. Notre Dame nine. I never like having Notre Dame very high because I I don't feel like they play they'll, a ton of people. They'll, they'll sneak in there somehow. I mean, they them. snuck into the playoff last yep. year, which I was like, Happens. okay. Um, Texas, Texas at ten. You know, I Sam Ellinger, really, hook them. Hook them. I really want Sam Ellinger and and Texas to have a good season. Oh, me too. It has been. I mean, last year they won the Sugar Bowl, which is. Tremendous. We're back. I, you can say, I, wa- I want them to I be back. That. I want them to be back so badly. They they need it. They really need it. Tom Herman is. Re- I mean, they had um, Charlie Strong there, and I thought that was a great hire. He yeah. didn't pan out no, in the slightest. Not at all. Um, but with Herman there, it just seemed like rank number ten. You go eleven and three last year. Win the Sugar Bowl. They beat Texas in the Red River rivalry. I mean, Oklahoma. Or Oklahoma? Did I say Texas? You said Texas. Yeah, I, I, Texas beat, beat Oklahoma. Yeah. but you know, <laughs> uh, so I think that solid spot for them. I think they could be a little lower, but I mean, just looking at the rest of the field, I believe I think that's a good solid spot for them, and I think they'll finish six. I think because I think they'll I think they'll lose two big games this year. Um, you think probably, it's going to come down to the the Red River rivalry once again with uh, I Oklahoma, think they're going to lose this year. 
because because really? it'll depend because because with Oklahoma you have Jalen Hurts That's and he got true. benched for Tua and I mean yeah he brought yeah them back but I mean Georgia. last year they also you know Oklahoma had Kyler Murray I know yeah so and I wasn't huge on Kyler Murray and he shut me up so um yeah I I think they'll be fine Texas will be good and then yeah, out Oklahoma. of this list of twenty five who do you think is your biggest dark horse biggest dark horse so far in the top twenty five who so that's a chance to by oh, the end UCF, of the season. UCF. I'm just kidding. No, I'm not. <laughs> um, let me think here. It's just so hard because we're so early. But, I mean, if Wisconsin can rattle off some wins in the Big Ten, I that's the thing. I, I can't confidently say anyone. I, would, I want Penn State to do well. We just got done talking about them. Yeah, obviously not when week one, but like no, not not week one. Yeah, but I would if Jim. I say Texas A and M is a potential dark horse. If Jimbo Fisher can kind of okay. work that magic, he worked with Jameis Winston, and kind of his last year at Florida State, where they can kind of get things rolling. If he can do that, I believe Texas A and M can make some noise in the SEC. Okay, I think they got not the best team, but I feel like if the coaching is up there, which I believe it can be. They can make a real run at the playoff because yeah. they're at twelve right now, or yes, twelve right now in the preseason pool, and I believe they can try and make that run towards the playoff if the things just start lining up for them. Maybe not like how Johnny Manziel was a few years ago, but you know if they just start playing that team football and not go into seven overtimes like they did last huh. year, can't they have did. too many more of those. No matter how much I say, I mean, is. I say watch out for the Pac-12 this year. Okay, um, I All think right. I think Oregon. Mm. Has a good chance of sneaking in there at eleven right now. Yep. Okay, so I that's I see I say some somewhere in the Pac-12. Uh, it's gonna be very competitive this year, and I think with that, if there's a team that just rises to the occasion and just dominates, then I could like I can see Oregon definitely do it with Justin Herbert and, and company. Uh, talk about a yeah. yeah. Talk about a statement that Justin Herbert can make going into the draft next season. Because that was so. his big thing is trying to prove his draft stock last year. But yep. then he stayed. It's like if he can do it this year, yeah, he's probably going to be a first overall pick if he really balls out. If he leads them to a playoff, even if they lose, if he leads this team to the playoff, I would say lose one game all year, maybe to a Stanford or I don't know about a Washington State, but you know a Stanford, a USC, you know one of those games in the Pac-12. Definitely. I would say that, that I could see that happening. I don't know. I think it's a bit of a long shot. But like you said, it's a dark horse. Dark so I horse. Think you nailed dark that horse, right, right on the head. Um, Utah 14. I believe Utah is also a potential dark I mean, Lee Corso picked them to go to the playoff, and I don't know yeah, about all of that. Did. Hey, man, Lee Corso is great. I believe they can make a New Year's Six Bowl, though. I, if, if they can dominate the, the Pac-12, beat Oregon, beat Colorado, you know, USC, you know, they just kind of roll through and win the Pac-12 championship. Yep. I think that they can make not a, a playoff push, but, you know, a New Year's Six easily. Um, and then at this point, this is where it kind of gets messy. I mean, we have Auburn 16, UCF 17, uh, Michigan State, Wisconsin, Iowa, Iowa State, Syracuse. I think Syracuse and the ACC will be interesting. They always give mm. everyone trouble. That's true. In, in the carrier dome. I mean, so. at the same time, though, I don't <laughs> – I just don't see anybody beating Clemson in the ACC. No, I don't think they'll beat Clemson. I think they'll be the second-best team in the ACC. They, they could be the second-best team in the ACC and just kind of roll through the Dukes, the Definitely. Miamis, the North, the North Carolinas, you know, those those squads. And so I think Syracuse, don't be surprised if you see them in the top 15. 
I wouldn't say top 10, but top 15, you know, one loss team, having some close games, but consistently picking up those okay. wins. And, um, I mean, we got good old Washington State at 23. They're always a team that's kind of crazy to watch. Last year was kind of their year with Minshew. Yep. So we'll just kind of have to wait and see. They lost that big gonna, man in their line. going to so. come down in the Apple Cup like it does every year. And every year they almost always lose. So we'll see how that goes because yep. Washington ranked 13th. Um, I think last year was Washington State's chance to try and um, – Yeah. It, it was the, the past two years. So I remember two years ago – it was they had uh they were tenth I believe or something like that, and they if they beat USC, they would have gotten into the Pac-12 championship. They would have won the Pac-12 championship. I thought they could have been a dark horse candidate to make it to the to the playoff. Yeah, they lost the Apple Cup. They lost the UC, uh, USC, USC, and they and then they didn't make it to the playoff. It's like it, yeah, I mean last year they just had to beat UW to go to the Rose Bowl, and they hosted it too. And I was like, this is their shot. Like if they won, they're gonna go it, to Rose Bowl. That would have been awesome. But and didn't happen. Yeah, so two years they've had a path, not a conventional path, but they've had a some. They just need to win those yep. big games in order to get that chance at New Year's Six Bowl, and they just haven't done it no. the past two years. And I, I believe the last two years they had a better team than they do this year. Definitely. And then we have Nebraska twenty four. I think Nebraska is going to go like zero and three the first three games. <laughs> I, Nebraska football is just like such a a relic now. It's like it's nothing what it used to be. It is just. Yeah, I agree. It's so sad for that. For that, I, they're twenty four now, and I I think they're gonna go zero and two, zero and three. Man, you can't see Nebraska being a dark horse in the Big Ten. Who can? You don't think Nebraska can? No, I don't think no. so. Okay. That, 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 that's. I hope they prove me wrong because growing up, I was always like, oh, Nebraska Cornhusker football. Like, oh yeah. That's like that's one of the teams you always hear about from the eighties and nineties. For sure. Being one of the best ever, and it's just ever since. Really, about 2007, I want to say. Yeah. They just haven't been the same thing. So maybe this year they can try and do something. And then we have Stanford 25. Kind of same thing ever since Andrew Luck left. And I guess it's I Bryce don't know. Love and I Christian McCaffrey. I mean, there. yeah, I mean, Stanford's always. They're, they're they always, somehow always get competitive in the Pac-12. That's what I'm going to say. Pac-12, they're always sneaky and able to pull yeah. out those kind of wins. So, so I guess we'll have to wait and see. Um, Stanford, who knows? Maybe they can I mean, win let's a few be games. honest, though. I mean, it's college football. We know it's going to happen. Alabama, Clemson. That's all that matters. It's going to be so, Alabama, Clemson, like one and three. Book your tickets now if you want to see Alabama, Clemson for the fourth straight year. There you go. See, the thing hot is, hot takes here on hot. Oh board. yeah, Clemson, Alabama. My big prediction for the college. Yeah. Football. I was watching Coward. I know a lot of people don't like Colin Coward, but it's like, it's like everyone wants parody in sports, but college football everyone loves. And it's the same thing every year. Yep. Alabama versus the new head coach, the yep. new guy. Like, who's the new guy that's, that's there to challenge him? It's like outside of 2013, I want to say, where it was Auburn, Florida State. It's mostly been Alabama. Yeah. I'm going to take someone. I'm gonna take a risk here and say it might be Georgia-Alabama again in the SEC championship. Whoa, whoa. Dude, yeah. you got to slow down with these I hot know, takes. I know, You're about to I know, bust up I our know, soundboard here, I know, okay? it's crazy. Um, I say Clemson might win the ACC championship. You think? I think they'll win by forty points again. I know oh, hot take, but you I know. know. Yeah, and then who knows? Uh, I could literally see Oklahoma make it once again. No, <sighs> Oklahoma making the playoff. Crazy with, with Lincoln Riley. Yeah, crazy. That nobody. And then with a former Heisman candidate quarterback, their third straight transfer to start. 
you know, I, you got, I, I do enjoy the college football playoff, but at the same time, it has it's been almost – it's been more the same, you know. Really, the only parody we had is when Ohio State won it the first year. That was like – Yeah, the that, first that's year everyone, was really was cool. Like, oh, my – like anyone can yeah. win this. Third-string quarterback, Cardale Jones, Urban Meyer. Yep. They beat Alabama. Then they beat Oregon. It's like, oh – but then ever since, it's been Bama, 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 Clemson, Bama, Bama, yeah. Bama. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Me, I'm because you already know if it comes down and there's four teams left and Bama and Clemson are there, they're gonna put Probably Clemson going one. To be, yeah. It's either time to be Clemson one or Clemson two and Bama either three or four. They're not gonna play in the first round. It's gonna be like we want another champion. We want the five peat. We want yeah. the fifth matchup with these teams. You know, keep the rivalry going. Honestly, I love parody. Is it, is it the fifth game? This will be the fifth one, yeah. Really? I believe so. Uh, let's see. So uh, okay, so it's so we there, had, there was um, two with Deshaun. Yeah, you're right. No, there's two. two so there Deshaun were two Deshaun Watson. There was one in the second round. There was Trevor Lawrence. Oh, the Lawrence. second round. I always forget the second round. Yeah, so that Kelly was Kelly Bryant. The, that was just, yeah with Kelly Bryant. Yeah, so yep. this so if they play this year, that'll be the fifth one. They played yep. four straight years in the playoff, three times in the championship. They're tied. They're tied. Let's see who uh, wins the best out of yeah. five series. <laughs> Never thought I'd say, who's going to win the best set of five series championship in college football? <laughs> Not something you hear every day. Oh, See, I man. like parody, though. That's why I like the NBA. That's why I'm yeah. really excited for this year because it's just like there's no super team anymore. Kawhi Leonard destroyed kind of the super team. Oh, definitely. I mean, and granted with KD going down and Clay going down and like a lot of dominoes had to fall, but I'm glad they fell the way they did because now for the first time really since I'd say – 2006, 2007, we don't really have a super team. Or really since yeah. LeBron went, yeah. Or really since, since before the uh, Celtics. Okay. Yep. Because they were kind of a super team. Yeah. But even then, there was still parity everywhere. But and then like the Dallas Mavericks won in 2011. So it's just like now we kind of it's kind of totally up for grabs. I believe it'll be Clippers, Lakers still because I feel like those are the two best teams. But oh, the definitely. Nuggets are still a good team. The Rockets are a good team now with Westbrook, even though I'm not a huge fan of them. And I don't think they'll get past the second round. I believe they'll get to the second round. I don't know if they'll make it to the champ or to the you Western know, Conference Finals. The NBA is always going to be up for grabs. Um, any of those teams right now, it's just it's instead of the uh, super team, it's definitely more of the dynamic duos. Oh I yeah, feel, if anything. Sure. Oh, for sure. One thing. If there's anything I'm disappointed in. Zach, it will probably be, or I'm I'm scared for it. it's the NFL season. All right, so you know I'm gonna let you just hold the mic here. You go know, into this, get this off your chest. You want to write a column this week? You work out, but <sighs> yeah, some bit. Everyone knows. Everyone who's listening to this and knows sports knows what news he's about to talk about because yep. he, he's a certain fan from the great state of Indiana. Yeah, so Chris, um, take it away. So, uh, yeah, if you have any sad music, you can play that in the background. Um. I, I the the NFL was, uh, you know, caught off guard, or let's just say I was caught off guard last weekend. Um, and you know the funny thing is, I was having a tremendous week, Zach. I was having a tremendous week, tremendous day. It was awesome, uh, great Saturday, and then you get that good old Adam Schefter bomb, you know, and you read that Andrew Luck. From the Indianapolis Colts is retiring, and you look at the tweet and you you don't really believe it because it just he's 29 years old, so much potential, so much potential. He finally has 
a stable GM, a stable quarterback, or a stable head coach, rather. Uh, weapons all across the board. An O-line. An offensive line, Zach, that we have been craving for. We finally got a stable offensive line last season to protect Andrew Luck, okay? And then he retires. He's been having ankle issues all off season, And I think it just brought him to his breaking point. He's just not having fun with football anymore. And now I have come, like, have come with peace to his decision. And he was such a good quarterback for the Colts. It's just, I just brings me, I'm just so upset every time I think about it because of the potential. He's 29, and these next five years could have been, ah, man. Could, you know, Colin Cowherd said last season the Colts had a chance to be the next Patriots dynasty. And now, and now we're probably going to be mediocre once again, eight and eight season. You know, if we just make a wild card, I will be happy. And, you know, yeah, Jacoby Brissett, you know, yeah, he's a great backup. He's not bad. Yeah, I know, guys. I, I hear it all the time. But he's not Andrew Luck, all right? I just want Andrew Luck back. You know, every morning I wake up now this week, and I think that's a crazy dream I had. But guess what, Zach? It's not a dream. Andrew Luck is gone. He's gone from the NFL. And I blame it all on Jim Ursa and Ryan Grigson because they destroyed the early part of his career. And now Chris Ballard comes in. It's too little too late. He already he doesn't love football anymore, Zach. He doesn't love football anymore. The nicest guy in the NFL doesn't love football because of Ryan Grigson and Jim Ursay. That's all. That's all. Uh, are you good now? I'm good. I'm good. The more the more I get wound up about it, the more I'm going to get upset about it. So let's put some respect to my man Jacoby Brissett's name. All right, he went. He went. He went he, what? He won a game with the Patriots. He went four and eleven. 2017. Now I I do think I do think he will be actually decent better this year. He has another year under the system, you know. And I, yeah, I think like I I believe in Jacoby Brissett. I think he doesn't have to be, you know, I want him to be. He doesn't have to be, you know. If he can just be a Jared Goff, just a Jared Goff. Look, you know, the Rams went to the Super Bowl with a Jared Goff. I think we can do that, you know. All right, I think we'll we'll let you cool off for a second because yeah, I I, yeah. I felt I felt the passion there, and I I I don't know the feeling yet because I saw I like to think I have a few more years of rust yeah. left you at guys, least six you know, more there years. There were those Giants rumors. There were those Giants rumors. Remember? Yeah, but then we signed that max contract. Yeah, so uh, yeah. yeah, I think he's pretty well, I'm safe just saying down in the- we signed Andrew Luck to a max contract too. Okay, don't 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 you we put that evil Andrew on me, Luck. Chris. I swear to God, you speak this into existence, you're off the show. I swear just to God, saying. I swear to God, I'm, I'm quitting. Saying. I'm just saying. I'm out of here. You guys' O-line's not the best either. He's, Russell, but he can run. He can run around. Yeah, but Russ is getting hit a lot, you know. No. He's no, getting don't hit a lot. He's stop getting hit this. Lot, so. stop, stop this blasphemy that you're – I swear to God, Chris. I swear to God. You know, I mean, Sierra, he might just want to stay with his family, travel the world like Andrew Luck did. You know, you know, you know, it could it could be Andrew Luck's wife. You know what? You're making me upset. It could be Andrew Luck's wife. It's the women. She probably got in his head – and it's like, you know what? You don't need football anymore. You have all this money. Let's just travel the world together. He's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right, honey. And he's the nicest guy in the world. So he's like, yeah, I'll just have a book club on the side and travel the world. 
All right, so not to get false. I just bought a jersey, Zach. I know. I just bought a jersey. (laughs) I only got to wear it for one game. One game with an Andrew Luck jersey. Did they win, though? No. It was the Chiefs game. And mind you, I'm also an Oklahoma City Thunder fan. And we just lost Paul George and Russell Westbrook. It oh has been God, the most difficult. Can of worms now. It oh has Lord. been the most difficult two months. Everyone to sit tight. Of my entire sports life. Okay, I just I don't know, I, I don't I don't know what to love anymore, Zach. There's no there's no more color in the world. It's all black and white. Are you a baseball guy at all? I'm a Yankees guy, so at least we kind of got that going. Hey, for me. there's yeah. your still. You got Aaron Judge. You yeah. Got Giancarlo Stanton. For now. For you, now. You guys. You guys. Ha- you guys are the Yankees, so the Yankees. Be, you have that. I'm a Mariners fan, all right. Okay, yeah. We're we're just awful. We're just always yeah. awful. Always. I mean, you're gonna always have a good first month of baseball. Yeah, we're gonna have a good first couple of weeks. You know, win eight, 18 games, and then we'll lose like 105 yeah. throughout the season. So you know, it evens out. But anyway, let's not open up that can of okay. worms. We'll wait until okay. that wound heals a little bit more. Right. Uh, in terms of all right, but not not to give false hope or anything like this. All right. But do you think there's any shot that he will make a comeback in the NFL, Andrew Luck? Oh, uh, man. I say there's like a 10% shot. I want to, like, the fan of me wants to be like, oh, yeah, for sure. He wants to come back. Just to have a few years off, come back. But from what I watched that press conference, he looked he looked done. Um, you know, I mean, who knows? He could... If he wants to stay healthy, he could pull, pull Marshawn Lynch or something. You know, we say the same thing with Rob Gronkowski is too as well. But yeah, I don't know, man. Once you have are riddled with injuries like that, that you can't play for so long, it's gonna get in your head, and that's just what happened. It's, it it broke him. The game broke him, no. and the game that he loved so much broke broke him. And it's 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 really upsetting. It really is, and like I respect him. You know, I'm ranting here, but I do respect his decision. Yeah, I do think that with the. But one thing I do want to also say, I think everyone's overreacting about the Colts fan base booing him when he leaves. Okay. Now, yes, obviously, I think all Colts fans now would like to take that back, but in that moment, during that Chicago Bears preseason game, the news just dropped. Okay. All Colts fans, I was in the same boat. We were we were so upset. We were so furious. We were so confused. We didn't we don't know what's going on. We just see that he's tired. He's he's done with it. He doesn't you know he doesn't love the game more. And he's quitting. He's quitting. He's retiring. You know, and that's you know we were finally promised a good season, a chance at a Super Bowl berth. You know, being contenders again, and then he retires. So. We almost caught a break. We almost caught a break. It was almost. about to be a tremendous season. It still can be, but, you know. See, I thought it was going to be a shorter episode. Who knows? Cause, Maybe Brissett. I'm sorry. Maybe Brissett can be a Tom Brady. Maybe Brissett can be the next Tom Brady. And Andrew Luck was just our Drew Bledsoe. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Dude, you're really. I, I, guy I can c- dream. A guy I can dream. respect you for having hopes like that. Cause guy can dream. Yeah, you can dream. All right, you know what? Since since all that, uh, you got a lot off your chest. Yeah. Um, we'll let that wound heal some more before the start of football season. What, what's your Mike Leach award, Zach? Yeah. Uh, what's your just, Mike Leach award? You know what? All right, Mike Leach award. For those who don't know, it's kind of the craziest sports headline or kind of something weird that happened in the world of sports in honor of the man right across the border over in Pullman, Mike Leach. And mine for this week 
just so happens to be the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mike Leach. On Twitter, uh, August 20th, 2019, he tweets, I can't figure out... I can't figure out people that hate, in all caps, cats, question mark. How do people generate that much animosity towards cats, question mark. It's just a cat with an exclamation point. How is it different than, say, a squirrel or a duck or a canary or dot, 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 question mark. Mike Leach, you enigma you. You always drive me crazy because of these weird things you say. But good luck. Good God, man. Never change. Yep. Uh, that is Mike, my, my Mike Leach Awards. The man, Mike Leach, sending out something I wouldn't send out in a fever dream. So, hey. there we go. I mean, I wish we could just cover Mike Leach all the time just because of the crazy stuff he says. Can you imagine if they had a Mike Leach beat reporter yeah. just, just watching him? Well, he, he like, there's a Mike Leach class. I, I know there was a Mike Leach class yeah. last semester. Mm-hmm. That would have been amazing. Just I might... Try and transfer over to WSU yeah. for a credit or two, you yeah, know. Yeah, for sure. Before I get my before I get my degree, you know, take that Mike Leach class. My Mike Leach award goes to Andrew Luck. Just kidding, just kidding. I'm calming down. I was like, I'm calming down. We're not going again. We're not going again. We got seven minutes, man. We're not going again. Ten minute rant, okay? <laughs> okay, but no. Uh, mine goes for bad journalism. A bad journalism take. Uh, our buddy at uh the Lewiston Tribune, Colton Clark, pointed this out on Twitter. And I was reading it and just furious the whole time. Uh, you know, the great SB Nation thought they should write uh, about a know your foe for the Idaho Vandals for the upcoming Penn State game. And uh, let's just say they really know Idaho football, Zach. They really know Idaho football. So you you, you know, I can tell the genuine the genuine tone in your voice right now while we're sitting. Oh, I'm no, sure our listeners can too. They did a lot of research. A I lot haven't of actually research. heard about this, so I'm actually kind of excited for you to tell oh, me. Oh, okay. Once again, we yeah. have uh, five minutes here, but I'm actually kind of excited to hear what you had to say about this. Well, let's uh, let's let's go right away. Obviously, they already think that Mace Petrino is going to be the key starter. So I mean, you know, that's probably from the little clips they saw. They just saw, you know, that Petrino started a lot of games. But they probably also forgot to mention that Colton Richardson, uh, you know, got hurt. So there's that. But also, guess who's going to be heavily relied on in the backfield for the Vandals? Tyrese, Wa- Tyrese Walker. Ty- who's currently, uh, I'm pretty sure, not with the program anymore. No, he is not. Yep. I, was, I was like, Ty, Ty yeah. who? Tyrese <laughs> I like, Walker. I was like, you're trying to Tyrese, Tyrese Trey Walker? Tyrese Walker. But that's okay because on the defense side of things, we have Denzel Brantley and Ty Graham leading Whoa. the defense. Ty Graham, former Idaho great, making his comeback yeah, he, to the program, even though not According being to SB Nation, he did not transfer to Eastern Washington. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that and Denzel Brantley, um, who is made. also not the program anymore, he's going to lead the defensive backs. So, according, but I mean, they did say Charles Ocano, so they got that hot take, right? But, uh, yeah, according to SB Nation, three players that aren't even on the Idaho roster anymore are going to have a great game against Penn State. And if Penn State believes them, their scouting report, you know, we have a chance. If that's what the scouting report is, we have a chance. Wow. So, man, Uh, my my guess is what they did. Just a lucky guess here. They looked at the 2018 stats. Yeah. They're like, these guys are good. They did have pretty good years. They're juniors or they sophomores. Didn't so t- you didn't think they just want to take like five minutes just to look at the 2019 roster? See, that's what you do. You, that's five like, minutes, look at the new roster. See, 
Some I will admit sometimes I just look about the last year's roster and then like oh who's good enough. But then I have to go back to the to the current roster and see if they're even still there. Yeah. Because if they're not, then you look like a moron. It looks like you don't do your research. Well, like clearly they didn't SB do their Nation research. Unfortunately, did. Yeah. But you know specifically blackshoediaries.com. Um, Black Shoe It's an Diaries. affiliate, I think, of SB Nation. Ah. I think probably the Penn State SB Nation. Makes sense. So, yeah, that's my Mike Leach Award. I like it. I think we had good Mike Leach Awards this week. All right. Andrew Luck, I miss you. Come back. All right. Yep. Okay. Hush down. <laughs> Sorry. No, but, um, you think he right. listens to this? What was that? You think if we send this to Andrew Luck, he'll, he'll I, listen I to it? I don't think he'll even listen he's to it. He's a nice him. guy. I don't think he's. He has nothing to do now because he retired. Oh, man. Yeah. He's just traveling with his wife. Like, who does that? You know, who does that? Who travels with their wife? How dare. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. All right. You know what? We're at the end of the show. Thank you all for listening. Zach Kellogg here, joined by sports editor for the yes. Argonaut, Chris Dermer. Chris Dermer. You can catch us both on Twitter, myself at Kellogg underscore Zach. Chris, what is your Twitter handle, gang? Because I always seem to forget it. Uh, Chris underscore Dermer. I'll spell Dermer real quick for me. Uh, D-E-R-E-M-E-R, all caps. Chris is all lowercase. And I called you Dremer for about a year or so. Yes, that's But, yes, that'll be all for us this week. You can catch all our work at thevandalnation.com, also on social media at Vandal Nation. Inside the Vandals is heating up soon, too. Inside the Vandals, you can catch that out on YouTube, social media. Facebook is probably the go-to place you want to go. We're everywhere. But, We're basically everywhere. But that'll be all for you us. You know who's not everywhere? Andrew Luck, because he retired. That'll be all for us this week. Uh, come back next week for another episode of the Vandal Scoreboard Podcast. And we'll see you all next time. And as always, go Vandals. Roll Vandals.